Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Birdo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hey, Dragon. How are you? How am I? I'm great. I like this new high energy uh, intro I, that you have. I have about, I think I'm done with it because, oh, man, I just, I, I wasted all my, my uh, energy trying to get that high energy and it just didn't work. It was too much, too much for you? <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, Dragon? Yes. How was your week? Uh, it's been it's been fun. I've done. I'm back to jujitsu. That's oh, I had my birthday. <laughs> That's right. I was like, what did I do? I didn't feel like I didn't do anything. I I had my birthday on. Did Did you get my flowers? You didn't send me flowers. Oh, I better call the flower company. Oh, you're gonna call the florist. The yeah, yeah, that's for sure, for sure. Yeah, shit. All right, don't <laughs> don't worry. I'll get to you one of these days. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But no, I had a I had a very very low key birthday, which is what I wanted because anything other than that is too stressful to me. Um, so I went and I did jujitsu, and then um, me and Andrew got ice cream at my favorite ice cream place down the street. And then uh, we ordered Indian food, which is always a splurge because it's, it's always more expensive than you expect it to be. And right, right. Uh, that's it. That, that's all I did. It was really nice. Andrew got me a nice ring and some earrings. It was it was lovely. Oh. Um, did you get see the note that it's from both of us? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Andrew definitely would, would uh, be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go 50-50. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I'll send more to you one of these days. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so I turned, I turned 34 and I'm 34 now, Birdo. 34. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel? Fine. As a, 30, 30s as a are young, pretty good. How do you feel as a young 34 year old? As a young 34 year old? It, no, I feel good. I, I think 30, so far our 30s have been the best decade. Now, I want you to picture your parents when they were 34. <laughs> Let's see. My, when my mom was 34, I was 11, I think. <laughs> I uh yeah so uh uh there's that <laughs> right my parents had just bought a house i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. okay yeah interesting uh and they had two kids uh and there's that and i live in an apartment in new york city <laughs> I, mean, I don't even some... have a dog because i'm not allowed <laughs> <laughs> i mean some people might say that's better or worse i don't fucking know yeah I, I'm, I'm having a good time i would say that I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying my I mean, life. It's like what you always say, okay? You're here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, I should be here for both. <laughs> my well, goal is to do both. Oh, well, you're right. certainly failing at one. I know, I know. Uh, wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> 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 Which one am I failing at? <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's move on. Right okay, let's move on. How was your week, Bruno? My week is the same as every other fucking week. You know mm. this already, okay? I did nothing. I'm fucking pathetic. I literally just, I, sometimes I wonder, is there a point in my life? Uh Uh-huh. Could something come into my life that would give me a purpose? (laughs) Definitely not. No, there's no, there's no way that, no way she performed that could ever possibly Zero, zero things that could come into my life and make (laughs) it exciting again. Yeah, I guess we should just like, I I mean, we've been telling everyone, so it doesn't really matter. Are you, you're okay with telling people on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, either, either people who either listen to it already know, or if they don't, like, I don't know them, so. Yeah, that is, that is a good point. Or, you know what? This is a good way to find out. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. Uh, Go ahead, bro. You say it. Oh, uh, it's your news. My chick is uh, going to be having a baby. Yeah, she is. Uh, I would say friend we of the are show. having a baby. <laughs> yeah, no, but you are not but doing anything. I am definitely doing, I basically do nothing, and she does most of the work. Yeah. And then <laughs> my favorite thing is, like, at the last, it, it's like, imagine imagine running a, imagine if she's, like, running, like, and we're playing football, and she <laughs> catches the ball and runs 99 yards. Uh-huh. And then at the last one yard, I basically just, like, 
hold her hand and then and then we both walk over together that, and then i go like yep we got this touchdown right yep totally that's exactly what it is uh but yeah yes. very 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 exciting i'm very excited for you both uh baby boy gonna have a baby boy and he's gonna so pretty much i guess what i'm saying is pretty soon all my uh birdo on the bed segments are just gonna be oh so i watched encanto uh 17 times this week <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait um also all this to be to, to say that uh i we're gonna have to figure something out for when you're on uh parental leave here <laughs> yeah either we might just take off or maybe we'll try to bank a couple episodes but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a little I'm assuming we're off. I don't know. I'll yeah. probably, I might just hand it off. I don't. What, I don't even know what babies do. To be honest, I assume they kind of like you can just like you know, like like you know, put them in the bathroom and then put one of those like <laughs> separators and then just leave them there for a couple hours. I while think I record. they. I think they sleep for a good amount of the time, but I don't know how in what how long of uninterrupted time you get for them sleeping. I don't know anything about babies. It turns out I've never been around one. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. This should be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for, it can't be that hard, right? Right? A lot of people Look, do it. How many people have you met in your, in your life? And you're just like, wow, you are a fucking moron. Oh, and then, like, they have children. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, well, they survived, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How hard can it be, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so and yeah. I'm one of those idiots. So I, that <laughs> idiot could do it. I certainly, uh, this idiot could. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Well, luckily, you have Caroline. Thank God. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's going to, basically, she's going to be doing the mo- the bulk of the work, and then I'll be in the background being like, is this okay? Yeah, right. Is this can how I-, I hold the baby? I don't know how to hold the baby. And I just can hear her whispering under her breath, like, stupid. <laughs> she's walking over to fix it. Uh, no, it'll be great. I'm very excited for you both. Big congratulations. Obviously, we're, we're all thrilled that this is happening, so. And yeah, I know, you're spe- all thrilled. Special yeah. shout out to our beloved Caroline for taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I feel insulted. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah. On the plus side, I've been, my Instagram has just been filled with like baby stuff, and I've been managed to cry at only about 30% of them, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Those are good yeah. odds for you. You are, yeah. I would say, a crier. <laughs> I apparently I didn't realize that I, nothing makes me cry, and then suddenly it's like, oh, baby videos, and oh, now I'm just bawling, bawling Bert like out. a like a baby. Disagree that nothing makes you cry. I think plenty Incon- of things th- yeah. make you cry. You just don't either admit them to yourself, <laughs> or, you, <laughs> or you don't realize how frequently you're like, I watched the thing and it made me cry. <laughs> Sometimes I just take a shower just to hide the yeah. tears from myself. <laughs> Such a big softy. Um, yeah, very exciting. I just can't wait for you to tell me uh, what the new kid show is in, I don't know, whenever babies watch TV, which is, I assume, at oh, two years God. old. I have I'm no a, idea. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just going to, I'm going to force my kid to watch, like, interesting things rather than, like, stupid, like, this dog is, we're going to go to the mall, and the dog just goes to the mall. Yeah, uh, you could just do what, my, like, you know what? what my parents we're gonna did. going to watch good things. Yeah, my, my parents just went, which like... Is- uh, my parents just went like, oh, uh, Ashley, we're going to watch this horror movie. Just like, I don't know, you know it's not real, right? And I was like, uh-huh. And that was it. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure. And you came out all right. Yeah, I'm fine. Kind of. Yeah, more yeah, or I know. less. I, I, I honestly, honestly, like, how much can you really mess up a kid? Yeah, for real. All right. Okay, uh, thank you, Dragon. Um, was, I'm going to issue an apology on uh, Twitter. So, you, uh, yes. you know what, everyone? I just want to say thank you to Dragon to, for saving me from getting uh, canceled. Once again. All right. Let's uh, try to avoid that again by just <laughs> going right into the little segment we like to call Dragon on the Couch. Okay. Dragon? Yes. 
what did you watch on the couch this week? Okay, so I am going to start off, uh, actually, Dragon, in the movie theater, off the couch, and into an uncomfortable scene in the theater. So um, Andrew and I went to see uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is another A24 film that just came out. Um, and a couple weeks ago, we saw X, uh, which is also an A24 film. And normally, love A24 films. X fell... A24. Uh, yeah, go ahead. A24, killing it. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. Um, or at least usually they are. Uh, X fell a little short for me. Um, I think my expectations were really high, though, so there's that. Um, mm-hmm. But Everything Everywhere All at Once, I didn't know a ton about. I had seen the trailers, obviously, but that was about it. I loved it. Holy shit, did I love this movie. I thought it was amazing. It's like a fun, like, sci-fi uh, movie. It's listed as a sci-fi adventure movie, which I think, like, really describes it very well. Yeah. Absolutely fucking loved it. Truly, like go see this movie. It's great. It it's great. It comes in a, at two hours and twenty six minutes. I didn't feel a second of it. It was just great from start to finish. Okay. Um, could not recommend yeah, I was, it enough. I was gonna watch it uh, this weekend. Well, last weekend. Yeah. But uh, my pregnant girlfriend was like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> pregnant and like tired." I'm like, "Yeah, but what about what I want?" You know. <laughs> Uh, Chicks, right? uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it is really good, though. I, 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 I highly recommend. I don't want to say too much about it because I, I think it, it's just a really fun thing to to come into a little bit blind. Um, okay. But if you've seen the trailers, I feel like you kind of know what you're getting into. Um, every, yeah. it's super well acted. I will say too, like it, it, it get it has like a surprising amount of heart for a um, s- such a fun, such a weird premise, and to have like a movie right. with like. Like some very solid laugh lines as well that I I really liked. Um, I want you to see it because I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. It's just you know uh, I have to. Uh, yeah, my chick wants to see it too. It's just we got we got to pick a time to watch it. Yeah, she so. should definitely see it. We'll, we'll go watch it. The the IMDb rating by the way is eight point nine out of ten. Yeah, and by the way, people are, a lot of it's not just you. A lot of people yeah. are saying that they fucking it's it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, absolutely, so, that beats that beats Fargo <laughs> by, by like a, a half a percentage point or something. Okay. Um, anyway, so I watched that. Highly recommend. Go see in the theaters. It's great. Um, uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about is Hard Left Turn. Um, Andrew and I watched <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cream Man on Shutter, which mm-hmm. um, we actually we watched it with Joe Bob, which is really fun. Um, okay. What? Yeah, I thought. Are you going to say? No, something? no. I was going to say that like. So this is starring Clint Howard, your yes, boy, right? Yes, it is starring Clint. My boy, Clint Howard, yes. Um, Clint Howard, I recently saw him in a documentary about, like, B-style or C-fucking C-slash, C-style, <laughs> like, horror movies that were straight. It was a, it was a documentary about straight-to-video straight um, horror movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just the people talking about how much they love the genre and, like, why they love it and all this different stuff. And he was one of the people interviewed in it. Yeah. And he specifically mentioned this movie ice cream man and was like uh i don't think anyone's ever seen this movie so i mean people claim that they've seen this movie but i don't think anyone's ever has ever you know been dumb enough to sit sit down and actually watch it it's a listen it's a it's a 1995 uh horror slasher made on a very very low budget b movie Mm -hmm. is like the stretch (laughs) i would say um, I, I'll say this about it. It has a, I know it, it's made in 1995, but it has a very 80s horror movie feel. Um, okay. I thought it was very fun. It's ridiculous. Like, it's it's about this, like, ice cream man that 
kills people, sort of. Like, or does kill people. It's a nice cream man slasher. I, okay. I did uh, confuse it for a little while with um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> okay. Which are not, like, they're not the same premise. <laughs> no, not even close. Not no, even that's close. why I laughed, because I'm like, wow, nothing could be further from what it is. It's, but, because, okay. it's because in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, they have um, the pies that they throw at people and it melts the people. So in my head, I confused the desserts. <laughs> it's all. Okay. Makes, I was like, well, yeah, clearly the ice cream melts people, and that's what's happening right now. But that's gotcha. not the You're, case. You were hungry. I was hungry, yeah. I just wanted to eat ice cream, basically. Um, but no, I again, hi, huge shout out to Joe Bob Briggs and The Last Drive-In uh, on Shudder. If you don't watch it, please watch it. It's so good. Uh, it's so fun. It's just a, such a fun way to watch these kind of like older schlocky movies. Um, and Ice Cream Man is such a good schlocky movie to talk about with Joe Bob. Okay. Um, so it's, that. it's on Shudder, uh, of course. So, so you loved it? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I love Joe Bob talking about it. Uh, the movie itself is like, it's exactly what you think it is when you think of a mid-90s, not even B-movie about a killer ice cream man starring <laughs> yeah. Clint Howard. It is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> gotcha. Perfect. Yes. Um, so I watched that uh, moving right along. Uh, Andrew and I went to Spectacle on Sunday, mm-hmm. and we did Blood Brunch. Uh, and it, uh, for those who don't know, Spectacle is a tiny independent theater, uh, a volunteer-run independent theater in South Williamsburg. Um, and they every other Sunday, they do something called Blood Brunch, where they pay, play a random um, horror movie. Uh, that's, like, the only criteria, basically. Okay. So uh, this Sunday, they strayed from where they normally are. Like, normally it's, like, something, like, very fun, like The Pit. Um, or, like, you know, uh, one of those, like, kind of 80s, like, really schlocky but interesting uh, horror movies. Yeah. But this yeah. time, they did um, they did the 1989 uh, Phantom of the Opera, starring Robert England as the Phantom. Okay, when I saw this, I got excited because there is a version with your boy, Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not It was not that version. Uh, oh. There are multiple versions, it, which is funny because I, listen, I know, like, this one was particularly, I, I, I actually have never seen, like, a Phantom of the Opera uh, um, play. Like, I've never seen it, like, played out. I've okay. only seen it, um, it as Phantom of the Paradise. Um, really, that's it. Like, that is, like, my introduction to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and then I know of the story. Like, I understand the story. It's in pop culture. Like, everybody knows it. Gotcha. But this is, like, actually kind of more of a... This had a surprising amount of, like, slasher-esque uh, or slasher stuff in it, which I, I wasn't necessarily expecting. Because at first it, it came on with, like, Phantom of the Opera, and I was like, is that a horror movie? But I guess, yes, it is. Or at least this one was. And Robert oh. England is an interesting phantom. So that was well, kind if of If I'm fun. not mistaken, the original one was a, like, horror movie. Was it? I don't know. I don't. I. Be. I don't know. My history of Phantom of the Opera is not good. Yeah, I also assume the Phantom of the Opera is a movie from the twenties. Yeah. Which you know, like I, I know of that version. I know. I thought that it was that, a play originally. Maybe I, you know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know anything about plays. I know stuff about movies. There's yeah. a movie from like the twenties. Yeah. And I know that that was like one of those like twenties horror movies that you know people still use today. Yeah. So it might be that, but it, that's probably it's probably based off of something else. It's probably based off a play. It's probably I, th- I thought it was based off of an opera, like or something like that. Anyway, um, the interesting one of the interesting things about this is like Robert England obviously plays the Phantom. Bill Nighy is in it. Bill uh, Nighy. Yeah, which is which is kind of fun. Um, and also in a very small bit role, uh, Molly Shannon 
is in it. It's like one of her first acting things, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was just like, I was watching it and I was like, is that, is that Molly Shannon? And it wasn't until the end that I confirmed that, yes, indeed, it was Molly Shannon. Mm. Um, it is, I will, I'll say this about it. It was, it's interesting. It's kind of fun. It's too long. It's two hours and 23 minutes. Oh, yes. It drags. The dreaded, it got past 90 minutes, so then you're like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Berta, did you see the SNL uh, skit? Yes, from, I did. From this someone, someone, a uh, friend of the show, Mike, send it to us. Yeah, <laughs> send it to and, both of us. And I watched it and fucking laughed hysterically. <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I watched it, I think, last night or the night before, and we were just like, I was like, it's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> the one, one of the parts of the skit that I thought was hilarious is like the only the only person that's not asleep during this movie is the one weirdo that wanted to watch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me sometimes too. <laughs> Whoops, sorry everybody. Uh, but yeah, I, anyway, uh, shout out to Spectacle. Um, not a shout out to Phantom of the Opera. It, it's not great. I also okay. I looked up where you could watch it, and Pluto TV seems to be the only place. Okay. Um, Which I don't know would, what that is. That would you recommend? Would you recommend the one starring Gerard Butler? Uh, I've never seen that, so no. Well, I just I've never seen it either. But given the fact that it's starring Gerard Butler, I'm gonna uh-huh. say 100% recommend. The okay. Dragon recommends it. I I mean I did I absolutely did not say that, but that's fine. Um, I am gonna just talk about one other movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a podcast that I started listening to called Twitch of the Death Nerve, which I think I talked about. Um, I think I talked about last week or the week before. Uh, so one of the movies that uh, it's a it's a podcast where they talk about like really 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 cult <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> like they uh, they one of the earlier episodes is about like faces of death. There's like I don't know stuff about all kinds of things, but it, it it's like very very niche horror. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we watched for it was a movie called A Woman's Torment. So uh, this is a um, uh, 1977. Uh, uh, a quote unquote adult horror movie, and it's called an adult horror movie because it's like got actual porn in it. Um, it's oh, like, nice. yeah, very okay. I'm already in, so it's rated X, uh, like legitimately rated X. Oh, uh, for real, yeah, it's impossible to find. I have no idea how we watched it, <laughs> like, it's not streaming uh, on anything for sure. <laughs> wow, I'm looking at it on IMDb, they don't even have a poster for it, there yeah. is no information on There's, this whatsoever. It, so, it's directed by this woman named Roberta Finlay, and um. I, the, the podcast episode about about this movie I highly recommend. It's really great because they go into a lot of um, uh, information about Roberta Finlay and her life. Um, like she got married very, very, very young to a uh, director um, also named Finlay. I can't remember his first name, but he was like basically a predator and he uh, was really, really horrible to her. And she ended up like working on his movies just because like they needed an extra hand. And she yeah. ended up being like this great director that nobody knows about. Um, and a lot of her movies are rated X and they have like actual sex in it. And it's like a, you know, it includes a lot of um, weird, apparently very, very weird uh, sexual things. Um, or gotcha. just like it, not the things that they're doing are weird. It's like the way they're shot and the, the like feeling you get from them. You're just like, I don't know. Anyway, okay. uh, a woman's torment. We accidentally watched the uh, the version with the porn taken out. <laughs> Ew. Uh, which probably tells you a lot about where we found this movie. <laughs> Just somewhere on the internet, like lives in an ether somewhere. Uh, and I actually think it did a lot for the movie. 
like it it meant that the plot could i think like breathe a little bit more just because you didn't you weren't distracted by like the really weird sex scenes um yeah but at what cost i you look you're not there was still nudity like i still get to see nudity i just didn't see any like weird cum shots or anything yeah (laughs) they didn't they didn't deviate for 20 minutes from the plot to just fucking have a full-on sex scene exactly or like anyway uh so basically it's it's about this this woman the the imdb plot is a mentally deranged young woman starts hallucinating and gets involved in lesbianism and murder which is like okay not really true (laughs) the lesbianism part like doesn't even make sense (laughs) okay it's like if you know you know when they used to write uh like movie taglines like people yeah. would write them that had never actually seen the movie like that's mm-hmm. what that feels like it's basically oh like this gosh. the mentally deranged young woman is is correct but basically she's kind of like she ends up being the slasher like she's the killer and she like you you're basically watching her do this and you're like well she's kind of justified in some of these like weird killings like the people she's killing like one of them like basically tries to rape her and like one another one like takes advantage of her and uh it's like that kind of stuff you know oh yeah yeah uh but uh i really liked it honestly i i thought i thought it was surprisingly good um and i i think it was like surprisingly sympathetic towards like female killer uh which i think i think you get because the writer and director was a a woman who was like Mm -hmm. taken advantage of many times by shitty men in her life and you kind of get that feeling from it i i really liked it i I actually would recommend it uh maybe watch the uh, edited version because i i didn't see the version with the sex in it so i can't speak to that but overall i i i like what the movie said sort of in a weird way okay yeah uh well dragon i and will take that recommendation but i will only look up the sex scenes from it and not watch any of the plot <laughs> sounds great <laughs> sounds exactly like something you do uh but yeah so that is it Roto. um i uh i am done so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you watched in a segment we like to call Berto on the bed all right dragon so i'm gonna start off with a little tv show uh-huh. it's a, a show that came out on the netflix and it's called murderville uh-huh. okay now it's there's only been one season there's been six episodes um this is what the mo- this is what the show is basically it's scripted mm-hmm. where like um they have a murder takes place and then they have a few suspects so they have to go interview the suspects except in every episode the uh will arnett who plays the main detective has to lead someone else and uh and, a, and some some other person then for example the first episode it's conan o'brien mm-hmm um, and he, he has to basically bring him from one point to the other. And Conan O'Brien does not have the script at all. He has zero script. Yeah. So Conan O'Brien has to improv everything. And the people around him all have like a kind of a script, you know, like they have an idea of where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So it, it's almost like, and then it forces them to try to figure out who is the actual killer. Mm-hmm. This show was a lot of fun, Dragon. It was I, funny. I really liked it. I wa- we watched Oh, you saw it? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched okay. all of it. I really liked it. I thought it was really yeah. good. It was really good. I, I Who was your favorite guest, by the way? You know, I think Conan did a great job. Um, I, he might he might be my favorite. I, it might. See, I was going to say that, but if I'm going to be honest, the thing that I love the most mm-hmm. is when they just break character mm-hmm. and like just can't stop laughing and fuck what's his name um and i'm gonna pronounce his name wrong because i always do camille nanjani oh kumail right? kumail was Kam- really kumail good you're nanjani. right you're right 
because he just was in this world of like what am i doing like, what's <laughs> happening and like every time he was like just do this do this he just started laughing yeah and then that makes will arnett start laughing yeah and then other characters start laughing and it's like that to me is the funniest thing you're you're right kumail kumail did, you know who else did really really good sharon stone yes she was she treated it like an actress yeah. she was like because she was like i'm gonna be an actual actress and i was like yeah. wow she's really good at being an actress and then everyone else around her is kind of this silly the silliness while she's like actually being an actress and yeah. being in character it's <laughs> she, it's great she like developed a whole character for herself but she was like yeah. i am sharon stone <laughs> yeah Ken Jeong, I thought was good but he laughed a uh, lot he laughed a lot yeah honestly i think Ken Jeong was my least favorite yeah yeah. Um, Annie yeah, Murphy but, was my least favorite. I'm sorry, who? Annie, Annie Murphy. Oh, Annie Murphy. Yeah. Who I like yeah. a lot. Like I love Shits Creek, but uh, I think she, I think she got a little like, uh, you. She was she like was not super this, into it. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, you can definitely tell like who's into it and who's who's there for a good time, and then who starts it having fun and then is like, oh, I'm not really like feeling this and stuff. Yeah, like but, this is not as fun as I thought it would be, kind of thing. Yeah. But ultimately, I liked it. It was really, really funny. Yeah. It was really funny. And then, like, t- t- again, like, there's scenes that had me laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. the, when when him and Conan O'Brien go to fucking this restaurant and, um, what's his name, Will Arnett just keeps putting hot sauce, more yeah. and more hot sauce on Conan O'Brien's chips. Yeah, <laughs> On his, on his fucking, like, whatever he got, uh, his burrito bowl. Yeah. And he's forcing Conan O'Brien to eat while asking questions, and Conan <laughs> O'Brien cannot, cannot help it. Yeah, but it, fucking, it was like, good. That was break good, apart. That was it's I, fucking, that is so fucking funny. I did like that. I did like that. Uh, all right. Uh, but yeah, hi- yes. highly recommend. Agree, agree. It's really good. What is it? What is it streaming on again? Uh, the Netflix machine. Netflix, okay. Great. Okay. All right, next, Dragon. I'm going to talk about a little movie. Now, Dragon, what is your favorite? What are your two favorite movies of all time? My two? That's right. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Oh, okay. And Tango and Cash. Uh, well, well, both right? of those are now, wrong, but that's fine. Imagine if those two movies had a love child. Okay? And it was starring, and they were bikers instead of, like, car people. Okay. I'm with you. That I've just described the movie Stone Cold. A 1991 action crime movie. Now, Dragon, this one's 90 minutes long. Oh, perfect. Also, it's on it's on YouTube. <laughs> now, what does this movie have? It has basically the the Fast and the Furious one plot, which is also you know a, a bunch of other movies have taken it. The you know uh, you know the basically the FBI agent goes undercover and has to go into like some some gang. He has to infiltrate them in order to find out what's going on and stuff. Uh, the lead actor is Brian Bosworth, who <laughs> actually was a football player. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you would love him, Dragon. Number one, he's a thick boy. Okay. Number two, he's he has respect for women in this movie. Okay. Number three, he has one of the greatest mullets I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Most importantly. Yeah. Now, Dragon, I started watching this movie. Three minutes in, I was like, I think this could be the greatest movie I've ever seen oh in my, my life. Oh, my God. I'm surprised okay. we're not watching it for this podcast, then. I, I wish we could. I wish we could. I, I watched it because uh, How Did This Get Made is doing it. Uh, it was worth it. And I literally am like, I genuinely enjoyed this movie as, like, because, you know, I love those fucking dumb 80, 90, 80, 80s 
action movies that just uh, most of the time it just doesn't make sense. Uh, It's just like Schwarzenegger doing something stupid or Stallone. Like those guys. Like it's just one of those that was just had every single trope imaginable from this. It was fucking great. I loved it so much. Are you saying it's like the platonic ideal of one of those movies? Yes. Very much so. All right, Dragon, what does it have? Female nudity, pointless female nudity? This has that. A biker a biker racing? It has it. A sick, sick-ass mullet? It has it. <laughs> Brian Bra- Bosworth being fucking shirtless most of the time? Yes! Perfect. Dragon, it's, it was great. It was great on every aspect, all right? All right, so you highly recommend. Got it. Highly recommend. I will never watch it. 90 minutes. When I okay, well that does sell it to me. When I saw this on your list, I was like, "Oh, did it, did Stone Cold Steve Austin make like a, a, sh- a YouTube show? That sounds cool." No, but I perfectly I can imagine Stone Cold watching this and being like, "You know what? I think I'm gonna be that character, except I don't have hair." Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He, he can wear a wig. It's the magic. It's the, it's the magic of cinema. <laughs> All right, but basically, um, I think I should get a mullet. What do you think, Dragon? Go for it. I'm sure Caroline would love that. <laughs> All right, loved it. Anyway, let's move on to the next movie I watched. Okay. I watched a little movie, Dragon, called The Losers. Now, this came out in 2010. Uh-huh. It's an action thriller, but it has some com- It's like one of those t- 2010s action movies with comedy in it. It was starring uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, okay. uh, Zoe Zaldana, uh-huh. your, your, one of your favorite thick boys, Chris Heavens. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Cuz you know, heaven, huh? Dragon, uh, yep, get I get it. it. Thank Cap- you. Captain America himself. Yep. One of your other favorite thick boys, Idris Elba. Okay. Uh and man, Dragon, I watched this movie. It was fucking surprisingly fun. I I like looking cuz like the, all of this sounds really familiar and I'm looking at it and I don't think I've seen it, but it's, it's I feel like uh, I should have. Apparently it's based on a DC comic. Mm. And I don't know, but basically when it came out, the problem was it came out at the same time as the A-Team, and this literally was just the A-Team uh, done over again. Yeah. It was the same the same concept where they're like, they faked their own deaths, and now they're like trying to come, you know, get, they're just like a team of like mercenaries that are super, yeah. super smart and all this and all that shit, and have, have ethics and all that horse shit, you know? But uh, yeah, it was a lot of it was it was it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's definitely a, a fun watch. Chris Evans is really good in it, actually. Fun. Even though he's like a side character. There, I mean, the cast is pretty good. <laughs> like the cast, yeah, Idris Elba is in it. That's a I, Zoe Saldana is great. I like Zoe yeah. Saldana. That's fun. Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan is fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fun movie. It was a, definitely an enjoyable watch. Yeah. Also, ninety-seven minutes, Dragon. Perfect. Now, does that go? Does that go over your limit? I'll I'll allow it. I I'll, okay. I'll say that. Okay. I'll allow That's it. like right there on the border. Yes. <laughs> Basically, like someone some some dudes got to take a shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be nudity of any kind. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Let's move on, Dragon. Okay. I watched a little movie on the Netflix machine, and this one is called Hush. Okay. Now, Dragon, this is another. This is another movie by your boy, Mike Flanagan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, this is uh, 2016. It's a horror movie. And uh, I'm going to be honest, this doesn't seem like a Mike Flanagan movie, except for the fact that it's pretty good. Interesting. So basically what it is is um, it's like a home invasion slasher mm-hmm. kind. Okay. Uh, this woman is like, she's, she's actually deaf and dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and what's funny is that that plays into the plot. 
it's in it plays into a, into the plot in a way that helps her. Okay. And also in a, in in ways that hurt hurt that hurt her. So it's actually like it's not just like oh we're just gonna throw in this character and have this and then maybe do one scene where it's involved that's somehow involved. It's yeah. like no, it was like it was actually involved throughout the script and stuff like that. But um, basically, this woman has a guy trying to like break into her house and she has to like I guess you could say fight him off. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he's like trying to torment her. But man, it was actually really good. It was really good. Interesting. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I've never seen it. I'm surprised I've never seen it. It seems like yeah. something that I would have seen at some point. And like, like it's a genre that seems like played out and everything. And yeah. like, oh, like how much could you really do? They do a lot. Yeah. They really do a lot. And uh, yeah, no, I really liked it. I, I really liked it. It's got Kate Siegel in it, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. I feel like Mike Flanagan has used her. That's that's his wife. Uh, yes. Oh, right, so. right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah. Man, I like Mike Flanagan a lot. Yeah, he seems to be really good, and he seems to have really found his niche, which is uh, yeah. long-form fucking storytelling. Yeah. Does he always uh, make things for Blumhouse? I uh, don't no, know. Netflix as well. I don't know. But, well, that's probably the Netflix, but that's good. probably just because Blumhouse seems to just be doing all the horror. Everything that's horror is just Blumhouse. So you can't make a you can't you can't fucking make a horror movie if if good old Blum doesn't have his fingers yeah. in it. Um, Jason Blum. Uh, of Blumhouse, the the uh, originator of Blumhouse, he was on Joe Bob actually uh, a while ago, and mm-hmm. they were talking about that like Blum, Blum like what is Blumhouse's niche niche whatever, and it's basically like you know low low budget horror like mm-hmm. they're they're a genre um, production company basically. Yeah. Had, did you see Happy Death Day? It's a uh, Blumhouse. Yeah, Get Out is also Blumhouse. Yeah, um, The Purge is Blumhouse. Halloween, lots of stuff. I, anyway, every every horror movie ever made since like 20, 2013 <laughs> is Blumhouse. Okay, every single one. Get Out was the one that surprised me. I didn't realize that was Blumhouse. Um, but anyway, uh, Blumhouse and A twenty four, right? <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I enjoy most things that come out of them. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm not. Even, well, I'm not gonna say the same for Blumhouse, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. L- listen, listen. I like the new. Uh, I like the new. Um, not scream. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you Halloween a long movies. list. I'm gonna send you a long list of Blumhouse movies, and you're gonna. You're gonna apologize to me. <laughs> That's fair. That's high. You know what? I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me try to do one more, and then okay. I guess we can move on. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And then I, the the rest I'll leave for next week. Okay. Uh, Dragon. I watched a little movie. Another, uh, another DC move, DC inspired movie. Interesting. Um, because it was a comic book. It's a movie called Jonah Hex. Now, Dragon, this movie was eighty-one minutes. Oh, perfect. And I know what you're thinking. How could you possibly introduce a new super, a new like comic book hero, uh-huh. and also uh, ha- tell an entire story all in eighty-one minutes? Well. Just because, you know, it, even with all that, it wasn't an interesting movie. How have I not seen this movie? Okay, you, wait. You, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking at you, the cast. Josh yes. Brolin. Great. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox. You're, you're okay. thick boy. John Malkovich. Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Will yeah, Arnett. Will. Michael Will Arnett Shannon. Has, let me explain. Yeah. Will Arnett has about two lines. Ah. My, Michael Shannon has, like, a couple lines. Okay. Michael Fassbender is, like, a that side character. Do you it's see his dick? Mostly, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Oh, boo. John Malkovich is the principal bad guy. Even Megan Fox, who's, like, second bill in this, mm-hmm. she is, has, like, three scenes. Ah. And in their defense, it's this movie's only 81 minutes, so I don't know how much <laughs> you could really fit into that. 
It only has this movie has twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, let me just tell you this: it that twelve percent is well earned. It was horrible. It was not good to watch. It was boring. It was too fast. It was just stupid. Imagine Wild Wild West minus fun, oh. and that's Jonah Hex. Yeah, no. and Wild Wild West is a bad movie, but at least you can watch it and be like, I mean, the, the, look, I'm, I'm not saying it's the it's the best time, but at least like you know what, I'm gonna be silly today and watch this, and you can kind of enjoy yourself with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. This movie is imagine that, but without that silly funness. Yeah, it's just bad. It's a bad man. No one should watch it. It's really stupid. Again, Megan Fox was a who was a who was a big star at this time had three scenes in it. Well, I'm looking at the at box office mojo for this movie. Mm-hmm. How much do you think this movie cost to make? I'm going to say $70 million. It cost $47 million. Oh, Jesus. How much do you think that were, it earned worldwide? Box I'm going to say 15 10.9. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. That's I mean, bad. it's bad. It's bad. It's just really bad, okay? Yeah, it's bad. No one should ever watch it for no reason. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Let me let me move on. On on that, we'll end on that sad note. <laughs> Great. <laughs> on Jonah Hex. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. And if All you right. want to watch Jonah Hex, what is it streaming on currently? Oh, it's on it's on HBO. Oh, perfect. I know everybody's clamoring to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dragon. Since mm-hmm. since I talked about such a great movie, Jonah Hex, <laughs> it's now your turn to yep. talk about the movie that you chose. I, I sure did. Their final segment. Dragon at the movies. Dragon? Yes. What movie did you pick? Okay. Um, so I chose 1996 Fargo. So this movie comes in at a cool one hour and 38 minutes. It's currently on Amazon Prime and also Tubi, if you want to watch it on Tubi. It's directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, uh, starring Francis McDormand, William H. Macy, Steve Buscemi, Peter Stormare, and uh, a couple other people um, that I should list, but I'm not going to. Uh, and uh, yeah, Berto, shall, shall we just dive right in? You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> I mean, let's start with a quick Dragon at the Movies. Synopsis. Oh, shit. I, for- I completely forgot about that. Uh, okay. Um, so Fargo is about a, a bumbling car salesman who seems to be in some kind of financial trouble, who mm-hmm. is trying to, to ble- basically bleed money from a stone. He's trying to get money out of his very well- wealthy uh, father-in-law. And he comes up with a crackpot way to do it, essentially. Um, where he's going to hire a couple guys to to kidnap her so he can get the majority of the ransom money um, that his father-in-law will pay uh, to the kidnappers. So that is the plot of Fargo. Berto, how, how did I do? Yeah, you didn't even mention Francis McDormand's character. In that, I but did, you know what? But, but, but that's, yeah. Let, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw the runtime on this, which is it's just under 100 minutes, yeah. I was amazed because I was like, what? I re- like, this is such a thick movie yes that i was like how the fuck did they manage to put all this in a hundred minutes they're excellent filmmakers excellent yeah, filmmakers. apparently <laughs> who would have known these well, brothers francis mcdormand doesn't even come in 20 to 30 minutes into the movie i i literally made my note when she came into the movie it was uh about 30 minutes in yeah. that's when we finally meet 30 minutes into the movie that's when we meet our hero yeah the the oscar winner by the way yeah she, this is where she won her first oscar yeah, right? they went. They, uh, I don't know if that's her first one, but it probably was. She 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 has three Oscars. Um, I think this is her first one. Okay. 
I should actually look this up. Cause yeah, just look watch, it up. Watch it be something else. But I'm pretty sure she won the Oscar for this one. She won it for, uh, what's that crappy movie that I that everyone seems to love for no reason? Um, I, I truly have no idea the what movie The fucking billboards uh, outside. Oh, oh three bo- billboards outside Billings, Montana. Whatever. The, whatever the some, yep. some Montana three, three yeah. billboards which I I loved and you hated and I don't understand I, why still to this day. I thought I thought she was amazing in it I thought she she, she, she is, is amazing in that national movie. treasure Frances McDormand yes uh the rest of that movie is utter utter shit I think but you're wrong but that's fine. we're gonna watch it one day on this podcast and I'm gonna make you defend you know, not not that we're gonna watch it we're gonna do it as like you know when you watch the movie and then you do a live like oh you want to do commentary a commentary I would. Track. Nothing would make me happier than to sit there and force you to explain to me what what, what fucking horseshit oh are God. you doing? Like I'm just gonna be screaming. It is screaming. about a girl who is raped and murdered, and her mom trying to like figure. Okay, I, we're not I, talking I, about anyway. that movie. We're not. We get. We can't get into that movie. Let's let's move on. What's wait? Was her third Oscar for Nomadland? Was it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nomadland, which I by the way loved. I absolutely loved. She's amazing in it, and I I love the movie. Um, did you see it, Bruno? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's I, worth I don't it. like nomads. <laughs> it's worth, it's, it is worth it. It's really worth it. And it's just Francis McDormand through the whole movie, so you may as well just watch it. It's just, I really just don't like nomads. You're, sorry. That's racist, probably? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it sounds wrong. I don't think that's a race. I don't think so either, but it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, wait. The first, thing, the first thing I thought when I watched this, I was like, man, what a good companion piece to a hero. Like, yeah, it for is real. Oh, my God. I thought that too, Dragon. Yeah, such a good, it's such a good companion piece because it's a, it's basically about a dude who's like continually digging a hole for himself over and over and over again, except everybody else suffers tenfold more than he does <laughs> somehow. Let me just say this. I, I watched this with my, my chick, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And I told her, like, before it started, I was like, oh, by the way, this is actually, like, I told her, this is one of my favorite movies ever made. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, because I could tell, like, she kind of was like, ah, I'm not really, like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, this is one of my favorite movies that's ever been made. And she's like, oh, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll give a little more attention to it. Yeah. But I had, to, I could tell that she had this feeling where she was like, I'm probably going to get bored and then go do something else. Yeah, And <laughs> about 10 minutes into it, she was all in. And yeah. mostly it was because I, we just kept talking about how much of a fuck-up Jerry is. <laughs> Jerry. Like, Fuck he is... Jerry. <laughs> he is such a fuck-up. He fucks up everything. Like, and I just kept telling her, it's like, this is such a fuck-up. And she was like, I've met that guy before. That's why it's so great. For sure. For sure. Jerry is the kind of dude that, like, he's just kind of squirrely. But he's so inept that he's not like not even being a being good at it, you know. And he's got this like horrible fake niceness that you just want to hit him for. Oh yeah, God, yes! Like when he comes in and he's like, he's apparently an hour late. Which, by the way, I bet you he got there on time. But Steve Buscemi immediately is like, "Oh, you're an hour late." Yeah, we've been sitting here waiting for you. Oh, for and sure. And he's like, "Oh, for sure." Oh, and, but you can tell, like, oh, immediately he's like, "Oh, he's used to just apologizing and then being like, okay, on my way. Let's move yeah. on." Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Rather than standing up for himself, yeah, like yeah. he would, he would rather take the beating and just move on than just like stand up for himself. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> immediately. He's such. Oh. A, he's also like, 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 like the one of the first things you see, right, is him ripping off somebody, like when he's selling a car. Oh, the uh, true, the true coat. The true coat. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta want that true coat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, you're really gonna need that true coat. I mean, goddamn. It's very important to get that true coat. It's so good. My my notes are all basically me being like, 
uh, Steve Buscemi is amazing. William H. Macy is so good at this role. He's such an asshole. I hate it. Like, it's so much of me being like every single actor is so amazing. Everything is so well written. Everything is so well directed. Like, there was not, I, I was, um, uh, Unspooled did this movie a while ago. So I, yeah. I went back and I listened to that episode. Um, and they, like, everything in this movie was exactly scripted. Every pause yeah. that everybody took was scripted. Everything was scripted. And that's, I also. That's, that's something that, uh, William H. Macy kept saying because mm-hmm. people were like, wow, it's like you really brought life into it. He's like, I literally just read the script word yeah. for word, exactly how they wanted me to. Yeah. And, and this is what you get. You get this, like, beautiful, amazing, uh, well crafted movie. It's just like what it is is like this crazy story, but it's just realistic enough that you can just believe that it actually happened for real, even though it didn't. But like, it's fucking insane how how like just this tiny little piece of shit. And my favorite part of this is William H Macy needs that money, right? Yeah. Why the fuck does he need that money? Unclear. He unclear. But you know, you know, it's because he did something, something that just fucked up and, and didn't he work. Did, he did a really stupid fucking thing. You he, know he did he, a stupid thing. This is, this is like plan number seven. To try. <laughs> he had, he needed some money and then he came up with plan number one and that failed. And then he came up with plan number two and now he owes no more money. And now he's like, oh, well, I'll just do this plan and then the next thing will work. He's one of those guys who's like, how do I describe it? I remember watching this, um, it was like a, a 30 for 30, like uh-huh. a, a ESPN did those 30 for 30 series. Yeah, yeah, they I did the one. They did the one about the, the Long the the New York Islanders, uh-huh. and what it was was like this guy bought the team. But it turned out that he didn't. He wasn't a real. Like it was all from. For, it was all fraud. He didn't have any money. <laughs> he bought the team and then was like, "Oh, I just have to make these." So part of what he he agreed to was he had to make installation payments. Yeah. And at, I remember at the end when it finally came apart, it was because he couldn't pay the first install installation. Yeah. And he was like, "Cause you kept was trying to get this other guy to give him money." <laughs> So that way he could put up the money to yeah. put it up there, and then be, that way the guy was like, "Oh, and you'll be part owner of the team," and blah blah blah. He was trying to come up with some scheme to do that. Yeah. And my favorite was the guy who was who bought the team. He was just sitting there as they interviewed him. He was like, "Yeah, you know, if I if I would have just gotten that money, man, I could have just kept. You know, I would I, I would have owned the team today." Yeah. And it's like you can tell, like in his mind, he's like, he's just, oh, it, it would have worked out had he just gotten this one thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you know. So my assumption was that Jerry made some kind of like bet, right? Like he invested in something yes. and it didn't work out, and he lost like the family's like mortgage payments or some shit like that. Like he, he lost a bunch of money. He yeah. lost a bunch of money. And the, yes. the amount of money that he needed also, like, increases throughout the movie. Do you notice that? Like, yes. It, it, uh, it's, like, a little bit, and then, like, you get a snippet, and you're like, wait, so, Jerry, you need 40 grand? And then later on, you're like, oh, you need 750 grand? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. And you know it probably started with something where he borrowed, like, $100,000 from yeah. someone. Yeah. And then he, in order to pay that off, he, he then got something where it was like, oh, uh, I'll owe 150. He took out like a second pay, mortgage on the house. Yeah. Or something. And then to pay that off, he and then eventually it got to the big thing, which is he, he got a loan off these cars. Yeah. Basically as collateral. Then the cars are the ones at the at the fucking um, at the car lot. Yeah. So he's he's already fucking like in deep shit. Yeah. He's already in fraud and, and in whole deep deep shit. At the car lot that his father-in-law, who is rich, owns. <laughs> yeah. And so he's he's now now what he needs is he needs money to pay off that fucking loan. Yeah. 
And it's like, and he, I believe he's like, he's going to take a million dollars. And you know he's just going to fuck that up. Even if this worked and he got the money, he would have just fucked that up. Of course he would fuck that up. My, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things about this is, you know that this father-in-law hates Jerry. He told yes. his wife not to marry this guy. He's never liked him. Jerry's a fuck up. He's always fucked everything up. Like he says it. He says it to him where where he's like, yeah, because because uh, William H Macy's talking about some deal, and he's like, yeah, I and he tells the father of all, like if 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 I could just get the money to do this deal, which yeah. is some fucking car lot yeah um it's like a land deal or something like that yeah if he's like if i could just get the money to do this deal then uh me and gene and and the son i can't remember the son scotty gene and scotty would never have to worry like they'll never have to worry about money again Mm -hmm. and then you see the father and he's like they'll never have to they never have to worry about yeah he says scotty will never have to worry that that is his exact his exact words are gene and scotty never have to worry like pointedly leaving him out Basically saying like, oh, at some point you're gonna fuck up so much that you're gonna have to leave, and mm-hmm. I and don't worry, they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Basically being like, you're you're fucked, but they're gonna be fine. Yes, exactly, exactly. That was such a good. It's also good. Yeah, and then he goes to he goes to fucking the 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 father. What's his name? Uh, Wait. He goes to mm-hmm. Wait, and like th- thinks that he's gonna loan him money. And then Wade is like, I'm not a fucking bank. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong? Why, why, why do you think I would, I, would, I would loan you money? Like, that's not what I do. Yeah, it's so good. Also, the dialogue in that is so great. It's like, oh, if I'm going to get a loan, I'm going to go get FDIC insurance. Yeah. I'm going to, you know. It's, it's $750,000. What are you talking yeah. about? It's like, I'm not a bank, Jerry. Yeah, he's not a bank, Jerry. <laughs> Oh my god, the, can I just say, the side characters in this are so fucking great. Every single character is so fleshed out and so good. So fucking good. Stan Grossman is such a great character who has like three lines in the movie. And all three lines are fucking executed brilliantly. I just, I love that it's basically Stan Grossman and Wade playing bad cop, bad cop, but like <laughs> in the nicest Minnesota way possible or whatever they are, South Dakota way possible. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh my God. Just both of them being like, Jerry, shut the fuck up. But like in the sweetest way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, every, um, they, so the, apparently when this movie came out, people thought that the Coen brothers were like making fun of like, this accent, basically, and, like, the people who speak that way. No, but that's how they actually talk. Yeah, well, no, no. I think they, they were just saying, like, you're just using us as a punching bag just because, like, we have this you know, fun accent. You're making us look stupid, blah, blah, blah. But I could not disagree more. Like, that was the criticism this movie got, that it was cynical and mean-spirited. And it, it, that just, like, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's, plus it's such a fun accent. Plus it makes everything much more, like, likable. I don't know. Like, listening to them, like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's funny yeah. looking, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think it's a very, I think it's a very fun accent. I also think, like, I think that they treated every, every character with, like, a, a humanity that you, like, don't necessarily get otherwise, right? Like, every character was really well fleshed out. Every character, you kind of understood their motivations, and I don't even know how. Like, I don't know what it was about everybody but like immediately you know what's going on and every character has this like they have they are their personality throughout the entire film yeah so for example when steve buscemi goes into a parking lot yeah just steals someone's license plate and then just leaves the parking lot he's leaving and being like yeah i decided not to park here 
Uh, so the guy's like, oh, you still have to pay the $4. And he's just like, like, you can see Steve Buscemi clearly upset. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I have to pay four fucking dollars. And he's like so fucking mad. And it's just like, man, you could just let it go. But you see he's that guy who's like, I'm going to fucking pay it, but I'm going to let you know. And I'm going to curse, curse you out because of it. Because fuck you for making me pay these $4. Well, it's so it's so funny, despite too. The, despite the fact that I'm a wanted criminal, yeah. I'm still going to make a problem. Like, you would think he would just, like, oh, yeah, of course, and just, like, get the fuck out of there so nobody remembers him. Just, like, that, and, but that's the thing. That's why he's so, that's why, that's why he's such a bad, essentially everyone in this is bad, except for Francis McDormand, who's fucking an amazing cop. Francis McDormand is, like, if I ever go missing, I want Francis McDormand, <laughs> I want Marge to be the one Margie. looking for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, March. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. She is the one that I I want on my team. Cause she's she's really fucking smart in this. Like yeah. that's one thing I liked is that they they she is a really smart person without like without them throwing it in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a Doctor House where she's just fucking like just super genius and you can ask her anything and they don't have a they don't have to have a scene where they're trying to like throw that into your face. Nope. But yet, like you understand, like oh, she is very clever. Yeah. She, 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 she's a good, she's very good at her job. She's an excellent, excellent cop. Uh, did you know that, uh, the, the backstory for, uh, her husband, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. I need to look at the list, but, uh, is that he was a, the, the backstory that the Coen brothers like talked to him about, uh, cause yeah. everybody got like yes. a backstory that wasn't on the screen at all was that he was a, a cop as well. And it, they just had to decide which one of them was going to like retire from the force essentially to i don't know raise the baby or something like that i forget what the thing was um or like maybe because they work together and they couldn't be together and work together i forget but anyway the point being like he was the one that was going to retire because she's such a good cop like it made more sense for him to retire kind yeah of and then he my, basically what i kept what i kept saying was that this is our our uh, me and my chick this is our uh what do you call it relationship. our relationship because it's like she's do out there doing real things she's the one who actually has a job yeah and is gonna fucking raise the baby and this <laughs> and that and i have my little like fucking side project on the side and then she's like oh my god i'm so proud of this stupid thing that you did even though it doesn't matter for any fucking reason but you know what i'm still gonna make you feel good for what you did because you're a good person who does these things yeah the three cents like, yeah it, it, you're you're the three cent stamp of the your, your yeah. accomplishments are the three cent stamp of the i'm the three cent stamp and then she's just like oh good job look at you you're like hyping me up and i'm just like by the way her husband her husband's name is norm norm thank you just hyping me up for this and like you know what yeah you you know what i think i i i i i am good i did teach you today well thank you. yeah thank you yeah okay. yeah and she's just meanwhile she's actually like earning a living and like gonna you know make sure the baby's okay and shit yeah and i just have my little side project of just fucking running a gym for no reason yeah, yeah you're doing great buddy you're doing great hey Hi. Uh, um, he's just so, but he's so sweet to her, and like clearly, like their relationship is really solid. It was very sweet. I really liked it. I love their relationship. I think it's yes. very, very nice. Yeah, because they're basically just a boring couple, but like they both care about each other. Yeah, they just like we love just... each other a lot, and I don't, I don't. You get the sense that like, f fine, boring couple, sure, but like, so content with their lives. But no, yeah, that's when I say boring couple, like yeah, and that it sounds like an insult, but it's yeah. like. I mean it in the I mean it in the best way. Like they are boring in that like there's no drama. They don't yeah. have any problems. 
Like, he's not wondering where she is. He, she's not doing anything stupid. He's not doing anything stupid. Like, they have such a boring life. Right. But yet, like, there's no drama. They're both very happy with their life. And they're just like, yeah, we know what. And at the very end, he's like, oh, I think we're going to be good parents. And it's like, yeah, I think you guys are going to be good parents. I you're going to be so a very too. boring couple. <laughs> a very boring couple. And you're going to raise a kid. And you're going to just have no drama for that fucking kid. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um... What else? We we haven't we haven't talked about. Uh, we haven't talk, barely talked about the plot at all. Yeah, we. we I mean, whatever. Um, Peter Stormare is great in this, as like with his like three lines of dialogue that he, he has is, in the whole movie. He is so ruthless in mm-hmm. this movie. When he first kills the cop, mm-hmm. holy shit, he freaks out Steve Buscemi. How That's do, how fucking ruthless he is. Well, the, so when I was watching it this time, I was like, I wonder how Steve Buscemi and Peter Stormare met. Like, I wonder why they're paired together right now to do I'm this job. They, I'm assuming they met in jail. Yeah, I, I also was also assuming that. But I was like, man, Peter Stormare hates him. He hates Steve Buscemi. Like, he, he cannot like stand him. Like, what about this is like... They don't get along do at all. No, no, they don't. It what was makes like, you... I, what so, makes you go like we should team up? Yeah, my, well, my thing was like I was like, okay, Peter Stormare definitely needs money, like that is really what's happening. He just needs money. This was a job. He's supposed to split forty thousand, so he's gonna get twenty grand from the stupid job, right? So he's mm-hmm. like, he, it, to me, it was like he was just like, fine, <laughs> fine. And then at the end, <laughs> when Steve Buscemi tries to like <laughs> not split the car, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Peter Stormare was just like, okay. All right. And then just shoot him and kill. Yeah. yeah. He's so like he's so like nonchalant with his killing. Yeah. It's so crazy how he is nonchalant with his killing. And Steve Buscemi at least has like he's a bad guy, but at least he has some like yeah. I'm not gonna say morality, but he has some some type of stance on things. Yeah. Like See, like you know Steve Buscemi would be like, I'm not gonna kill a kid, but uh Stormare would just be like Yes, I'm gonna kill a kid. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Well, Steve Buscemi is interesting because, like, if so, if it had just been Steve Buscemi, they would have been caught when the cop pulled him over. Yes. You know, like Steve Buscemi would not have been able to carry out this plot. <laughs> Basically, no. like this kidnapping plot by himself, which no. is very, very clear. So many times he like mm-hmm. could not handle it. But that's like yeah. everybody in this movie, right? Every single person in this movie, except for Frances McDormand, uh, fucks up. Is like a complete oh, yeah. fuck up in every possible scenario. The only time, the, the even even Wade, right? Even yeah, Wade, Wade, who's like who's like the we're supposed to be like the big strong man who's like gonna take charge, kind of of like the, everything that's happening with his kidnapped daughter. He he fucks it up. Like he can't well, just hand over the money, you know? Because he he fucks it up because his personality doesn't let him do it. Yeah. Like honestly, he he should have like in, in a real situation he should have given it to Jerry, even though he knows Jerry's a fuck up. Like, how much could he really fuck up? Like, he has to hand off money. Well, I but, mean, Wade but, fucked yeah. it up. You know, also, you know that Jerry would have fucked it up to me. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Although, in his mind, Wade is like, there's no way I'm going to let this fuck up take control of this. I'm yeah. taking control of this. Which, like, fair enough. Which, one thing I loved was as he was going there, he was practicing, like, how he was going to say, no, you don't give me my daughter. I'm not giving you the money. Mm-hmm. But that's ultimately what fucks it up for him is because Steve Buscemi shows up and he's like, I'm not playing fucking games with you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking, like, give me the money and then you find, and, and like, then then you find out about your shit. Or yeah. b- better yet, he showed up and he's like, where the fuck is William H. Macy? Yeah. So immediately he's like, oh, I'm, something is not right here. You have a bag of money. I'm going to fucking just shoot you and move on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, like, fair enough. That's actually exactly how I think that would go. Yeah. And then, and by the way, even his uh, his his number one guy, uh, what's his fucking name? Um, Stan. Stan, Stan Grossman. Stan Grossman. Even you got to say the full name. <laughs> yeah, Stan Grossman. Even he was like, like kind of the the oh man. That's so weird because it's even he was like, no, we should trust Jerry and not talk to the cops. Yeah. Meanwhile, you, you should call the cops. Always call the cops. Because what's going to happen is they're going to take the money and then be like, thanks for the deposit. Uh, we're going to we're expecting the next installment next week. Yeah. That's what's part of, that's what's going to happen when you give that money. Yeah. Unless uh, unless Jerry plans it, in which clay, case, you know, somewhere along the line, it's all going to be fucked up. <laughs> and but when you say somewhere along the line, you mean like almost immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost immediately. I I just love that. Like so. <laughs> Jerry just like he comes up with this plot, right? Clearly, extremely well, extremely poorly thought out. My my favorite thing is like I wonder what he told Shep. Like I wonder what he told Shep he needed this like Steve Buscemi for. I Jesus, I don't know. Wait, no, because Steve Buscemi. Wait, I'm sorry. You wonder what who so? So Shep, Shep was the one that introduced William H Macy Jerry to Steve Buscemi. Oh, okay, okay. Right? So oh oh, I'm now maybe I'm wrong on this. I thought that Shep. Uh, vouched for Peter Stormer. Oh, Stormer. I thought Shep vouched for Steve Buscemi. Oh, um... Because, no, cause, yeah, because Steve Buscemi is the one that gets his ass kicked later by Shep. So it has to be Steve Buscemi, because Shep okay. doesn't know the other guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 that makes more sense. Yeah. I don't know, I probably just missed, I probably just missed the line. Anyway, the whole, the point being, like, I want to know what William H. Macy said he was supposed to be doing with, like, the convict, clearly, that, like... Like what did he, what did told he, him he tell? Needed, he just William H Macy just told him that he needed to hire someone to kidnap his his uh, his wife so he could get money from <laughs> his father-in-law. That's it. I really don't think that William H Macy said that. Especially I think that I one hundred percent think he said that. <laughs> that's that's insane. That would be that. I mean, that would be even that would be dumb for even uh, William Why? H Macy because Why? Be, well, uh, one of the reasons is Shep clearly has like a. Uh, some kind of morals, right? He beats the shit out of Steve Buscemi because some people got killed. And it's like yes. making Shep look bad. Yes. So he beats the shit out of him. Like, clearly he has some morals. I do not think that Shep is a character who would be like, okay, you want to kidnap your wife? That's fine. I'm okay with this. For money, I, I, I get it. No, I, I, think it, I, think, I think he would. Disagree? Yeah, because it's just a kidnapping. There's no one's getting hurt. Disagree. Everyone gets oh. hurt. I mean, why you live in this world where like everything has to be done the right way and everything has to be perfect and this and that. It's like dragon. Sometimes you gotta live in these worlds where like these things don't work out like that. Mm-hmm. All right, where things things just happen and then happen for a good reason. Uh, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Um, anyway, I I uh, I thought I thought that was. Um I thought that was very funny. I, I, I honestly, I really do think that he just told Shep because he, he's dumb enough to tell Shep exactly what what his plan is, just not 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 how much money he's taking, mm-hmm. which is exactly what he started telling fucking because he started telling it to to, to Steve Buscemi. Did he? Yeah, he started telling Steve Steve Buscemi. He's like, why why are you, why do you need us to kidnap a boy wife? A, oh, a good right, a, right, a right, proper right, right. person. Yeah, the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. A good person would just be like, uh, I'm uh, like. Just take the fucking money. Don't ask questions. The less yeah. you know, the, the the better the better for you. Yeah. Just, well, you're gonna a, kidnap this woman, and then in a couple of days, I'm gonna pick her up. That's another. That's another reason. 
like they knew that William H. Macy was going to be like a, an easy mark, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like there was no way that they were going to give him the forty thousand or whatever. Like they were no. definitely going to try and get something. The eighty thousand, yeah. But at least William H. Macy, as mm-hmm. much of a fuck up as he was, didn't tell him that it was he was going to be asking for a million. No, he's not. He's he's a he's a he is a fuck up in a lot of ways, but that was not one of them. Yeah. Um, wait, we, there's a bunch of stuff we haven't talked about yet. One of, one of my, I really liked the, uh, uh, the little meetup that Francis McDormand has with a, like, high school guy. Oh, yeah. That guy? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so fun, and it was just fun. What was his name? Uh, Mike. Mike. So, the, the thing that I really liked about it was it, it was another way to show how competent Francis McDormand is. I love that, by the way. Yeah. And he things. sits next to her, and eventually he's like, I'm going to be creepy. And he sits right next to her, and she just goes like, nope, you're going to sit over there. Like, says it in this stern voice where he gets scared. And then she's like, oh, I scared him too much. Let me calm him down. He's like, oh, that, that way I can see you without, without turning my neck. Yeah. And, like, she is, so, she is smart enough to, like, have that hard line. And then also smart enough to be like, oh, he's, he's freaked out right now. Let me calm him down. Yeah. Man, I, I, yeah, I, I really love their character so much. It's such a fucking good character. She's she's just, she's exactly, she's like what I want to be when I grow up. Like, just so, <laughs> such a, and she's so, like, she she has the perfect amount of um, confidence that you, without being cocky in any way, shape, or form, which I yeah. think is so interesting. What an interesting way to play that character, or to write that character, as just, like, an extremely, extremely competent, smart, intelligent woman who, uh... It, is also like incredibly nice and just like good at everything <laughs> that's well, so good like look at when when she told that other cop that his police work was bad <laughs> basically she, she didn't even say it was police work was bad she was and she honestly th- was like i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this into a, a teaching moment yeah and be like mm, i think you got to think about that for a little bit yeah, she and said like, yeah. she said I, I i gotta tell you i i disagree with your police work there a little bit <laughs> like or something yeah. like that like it was very sweet and it's a great way for him to be it's also great because he's then like oh oh yeah you're right without like feeling that he's getting talked down to Mm -hmm. and said she was just like no 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 like you gotta think about it again he said it's these are dealer plates and it's like oh oh yeah you're right and he completely just acknowledges like oh yeah you're uh you're you're an oh yeah you're the intelligent person who uh who who told me the way it is yeah Dragon, now, you said that you wanted to be friends with McDormand when, uh, when you grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how old she was in this when she made this movie? 39. I looked it up. Yeah. So you got five more years to become this person. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> I, I looked it up because I was like, I can't place how old she's supposed to be. Uh, I was guessing like mid, uh, mid, mid-30s. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah. Which is like, you know, close enough. Yeah. Close enough there. Um, what I feel like we have it. Oh, uh, my one of my other favorite things was that William H Macy was just like reminded that he has a son who will be affected by this plot, <laughs> and he, you just see on his face that he absolutely had never oh, considered he, his son in he, any honestly, way, shape, or form. Honestly, you look at it, and then she, you can tell that he, the guy mentions like, "How's your son taking this?" And he kind of has this look of like, "Oh yeah, I should probably find out about that." <laughs> I. Fucking hilarious. He didn't, it didn't even occur to him. Didn't occur to him. I also loved him taking off 
like just like leaving leaving town and just like fuck it and leaving fuck, his fuck it, yeah his leaving son his is, son his like teenage son his like 13 year old son that now doesn't have a mother doesn't have a father and doesn't even have a grandfather who is clearly the like other you know uh, authority figure in his life his son is so fucked up and he barely gives a shit about it absolutely does not care oh my god it's fucking great but, oh my, seriously, seriously, he literally is, like, he fucked up this kid completely, and barely, he barely even, like, cares about him. He doesn't, he doesn't even give a shit about the kid. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if he even gives a shit about his wife, which I, I honestly don't think he does. I don't think so either. I think he, 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 I think he's, like, kind of a, he's kind of a psychopath, like, right? Like, he only cares about himself. He doesn't care what happens to anybody else, really. Uh, only in as much as it affects him personally, right? Yeah. He's just not... He's not the kind of psychopath that, like, gets off on killing other people. He's the kind that, like, truly can't think of any... Like, maybe narcissist is a better word. Like, truly can't think about anybody else. And, like, honestly, cannot put himself in their shoes. Honestly, it makes me wonder how he married Jean. Which makes me honestly wonder if he only married her because it was the boss's daughter. And he, he got lucky somehow. <laughs> she, she actually paid attention to him. Oh, I think that she was just, like, taken in by his kind of, like, false, like, you know, like, good guy... Uh, thing that he's that he was like yeah. pretending to be and i think that wade has seen through it the whole time i also don't think i don't think that he married the boss's daughter i think wade got him that job because jerry like had no prospects otherwise like he was mm. like jerry seems like the kind of guy that had like five different jobs before this and they were shitty middle management office jobs that he could never keep he yeah. kept like getting laid off you know or something like that so eventually wade just gave him a job at the car dealership that he owns Man, I honestly, I could see it either way. Yeah, right. Like it, <laughs> I could, see, I could see him being like at the very of like getting this new job, being fucking excited, and then for whatever reason, she she catches the eye, and then he's just like, nope, I'm latching onto this because it's the best way for me to keep this fucking job. Oh, it's I, like it's almost like he saw it as the only way for him to get money is to marry into this money. Yeah, and he's just like basically got lucky, and then just like like has that fucking death grip on 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 it. Just will not let it go for any reason. Oh, I definitely think that him marrying her was because she has a rich dad, and I think he yes. thought he would get that money, and that now yes. that he hasn't, he's like fuck. Like this is not how this was supposed to go. Well, he he needed that money to to fund whatever fucking horseshit thing that he loses. He's gonna lose money on. But. He's also, like, one of those guys that I'm like, well, you don't, like, your house is, like, nice, but it's in South Dakota. It couldn't have been that expensive. And, like, you're, you don't have, like, a fancy car, and you're not somebody who's going to do blow and, like, sleep with a bunch of hookers. So, like, what are you even doing? Like, where's your <laughs> money even going? How is this happening? He doesn't like, seem like a di- guy that would have, like, a gambling debt, you know? Like, yeah. He's not Hon- fun. Like, nothing about him is fun. So, like, he what is probably, he blowing all this money I, on? I honestly think he just has this, like, he, he was just like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to do this get rich quick scheme, and it's going to all work out well. Like, he fucking, he bought a bunch of NFTs, <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, they're starting to lose money. Like, that's who, that's who I think he is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. He just now, a straight fuck up. And another thing of you, you mentioning how how confident Frances McDormand is. Mm-hmm. In the second time she meets, uh, what's his name, fucking oh, the main character, Jerry. Jerry. The second time she meets him, because the first time she meets him, she literally just shows up and she's like, "Oh, I just wanted to make sure you see if you have any cars missing from your lot." Right. And he's just like, "Nope, no, 
no, no, no cars missing. He's like, okay, cool, thanks, bye. And she leaves. And then, like, the second time is when she comes in, and then she she starts talking to him. And then she's being all nice and everything, and, like, and then she realizes, like, he's acting a little odd. Yeah. And then she goes from nice to mean in a second. Yeah. Where she's just like, oh, oh, no, 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 you are. Because Jerry comes back at her attacking, and then she's just like, oh, you, you think you're the alpha? Oh, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. And she gives him this, this, this talk of like, like, and I could tell like, oh shit, she means business. Yeah. And like, he basically is like, oh, I guess I'll go count the stuff. And she's like, oh, oh, I wasn't suspecting that. (laughs) And then basically just, he literally just drives away. One of my favorite things. He literally just drives away like a fucking, like, he literally just drives away nonsensically, nonsensically. I, and I just love her being like, he's fleeing the interview and just like completely shocked because why would anyone do something so fucking dumb? Just like so yeah. stupid. <laughs> like, okay, bud, you're guilty. Like, you're 100% guilty. Like, that, that, <laughs> what oh, is man. going on? Uh, we, we haven't talked about the, our, the fun hookers yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He's kind of funny looking. Uh, he wasn't circumcised. It's like, oh. <laughs> Okay. Was he was he funny looking uh, apart from that? Yeah, even more than most people. <laughs> just what well, what I love is that the next person that's interviewed, the next time someone interviews him, being like, "Oh, you know," so I was talking to this guy, right? And he's like, "I'm I'm I'm out there by the lake going crazy." It's just this lead that Frances before she goes back, she's just like, "Ah, it's just a lead. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna go check it out just in case." Mm-hmm. By the way, that was the whole point of that scene. Yeah was just to like, oh, this is just the lead. And she's just like, oh, someone had a lead. And then I, I was just going to go check it out. And she just stumbles upon the car. That's how she that's how she solves the case. Yeah. It's because she just did good police work, basically. <laughs> Basic I, I fucking good love. police work. Yeah. I fucking love. She was like, ah, someone, someone mentioned something about a lake. And she's like, I'm just going to drive around, see if anything. I'm on my way back. I'm going to just drive around the lake, see if I see anything suspicious. Mm-hmm. And like, the, I fucking, lo- I loved, love that that happened. Um... But yeah, that that whole guy, that guy being like, uh, oh yeah, you know, so the guy, he's like, so he tells a story about how fucking Steve Buscemi <laughs> it acts acts like a fucking idiot at his yep. bar. Yeah, just and then he's like, his goddamn mouth shut. Yeah, and then he's like, all right, uh, can you describe him to me? And he's like, oh, he's kind of funny looking. <laughs> Which like, so the, they both described him as funny looking. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the Coen Brothers wrote that role for Steve Buscemi? I think I'm they did. Say, yes, I yes. think they did. I think they were like, what can we like? Like we're gonna write this movie. We know Steve Buscemi is gonna be one of the one of the people in it. It's gonna and be if, Steve Buscemi, Francis McDormand, and like whoever else. They're, they know, had to have. Yeah, and if you know anything about uh, the the Coen Brothers, is they love two things. They love character actors, which yeah. I fucking love. I love me character actors. Uh, me too. Absolutely. And they, so they love character actors, and they love fucking working with the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, 100%, I truly do believe that uh, they wrote this with him in mind. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. It, you know, as I'm, as I'm like, watching more and more movies and getting, uh, I, I was going to say getting older, but I think it's just, like, being exposed to more and more movies, I, I, the, the amount that I appreciate a character actor is oh, yeah. crazy. Like, it, 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 I, what, a, what a weird term. What a kind of, like, oddly dismissive term. Yeah, cause for, it's, it, for people with such good range and such good ability to get across a person's personality in in very little screen time, crazy. Are, yeah, and then like the, I don't know why I love I lo- I love character actors. 
I love fucking character actors so much. And there's certain character actors that every time I see them, I get excited about the, that mm-hmm. the fact that they're in the movie. Like fucking Steve Buscemi is one of them. William H. Macy is a is a, is a character actor like that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's they're they're so fucking good. And the Coen brothers are so good at like finding these character actors and just giving them like perfect yeah. uh, spots for them. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, yeah, really, truly, truly, truly fucking love that. Uh, Dragon, do you know who was my favorite character actor? Who? I'll give you a hint. Okay. All right? He's, he plays the Jesus. I don't, I, that does not help me at all. John Turturro. John, oh, okay, John Turturro, okay, okay. He, he was in the, when, the, what's that movie with the dude? Um, the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. He plays, yes, yes. uh, G- Jesus, the, the bowler. Yeah. Uh, but every time I see John Turturro, it's he, I love him so much. He is he is the best part in those stupid Transformer movies, which are <laughs> awful movies. But yeah, John Turturro just makes it so much better. All right, he was in the Batman, by the way. Uh huh. He was the, he was he's in fucking one of my favorite Coen Brother movies, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Uh huh. Oh, I like he, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He's fucking great. I don't know. I just love John Turturro. Every time I see John Turturro, I, I a little part of me just gets super yep. happy. I, I mean, he's got a very interesting face, right? He's got a very fun face. He's fun to watch. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Dragon, should mm-hmm. we talk about the ending? Yeah, let's, let's talk about the ending. Uh, do, you have any, do you have anything else before the ending? Because I'm running out of notes. Um, I, I just, a lo- so, much, so much of me loving this movie is loving being, being able to hear these accents and and see like just see this kind of like culture that i have no touch with you know like played out in front of me which i think is like very interesting like who the every every movie is set in new york city or la or whatever like it, it, mm-hmm. it's just fun to see something I, a little bit different and to see like it's such a it, it's one of those movies where like the plot is kind of basic right it's like a basic crime thriller yeah, fully agree. It's super basic. It's just it's told in a very interesting way. That's like, the th- the thing that makes a, it is where it's set and the the type of people that are there, and the writing a, obviously. But like, yeah, like different a different director would have basically told the same story, but had Francis McDormand as the main character. Mm-hmm. And instead, they chose to have William H Macy seem to be the main character, even though Francis McDormand is the main character. But it Francis seems McDormand to be, is the hero. I don't know that yeah. she's the main character. I think William H. Macy is the main character. Yeah. Uh, and it's told through his point of view, through his eyes for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's basically his story. Mm-hmm. And Francis McDormand just is a character who comes in and figures it out by the yeah. end. Yeah. But it's William H. Macy's story. And what I love is that any other filmmaker would have been like, no, you want Francis McDormand to be the main character. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be told through her, uh, through her eyes. And then everything is told around what she finds out. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, and like, yeah, sure, that would be how he would do it, except, like, it's just so much better when you see it through this, the fuck-up size. It really is. It really is. Like, it, it makes it so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so real. Again, it's, uh, what I love about it is how, it, it, how realistic it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, in terms of, like, how it's such just everyone is a fuck-up, and the simplest fuck-ups just lead to more and more problems. Yes, everyone really is a fuck up that's one of the things that they were talking about on unspooled where it's like one of uh one of their uh main points was like it it shows that like the 
everybody is a human right in this in this thing like everybody fucks up like the the bad the bad guys aren't all bad they're like regular people who like fuck up and are not masterminds in any way shape or form they're just like Mm -hmm. people doing this stupid job and they just like didn't care about it you know (laughs) they're just they're just they're just basically moseying through it yeah barely caring about it William H. Macy is the one who's he's trying to like wheel and deal. He's trying to be the super genius that he definitely cannot be. Nope. That he just like straight up is not. <laughs> anyway, that, so I thought I thought that was very interesting. I, I think that's a that's a good take on it. Like there's no like absolute evil. There's no masterminds. Nothing. Everybody's bumbling. Everybody yeah. except for Francis McDormand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now let's talk about this ending. Okay. Dragon. Can I tell you how much I love the ending of this? And the main reason why I love it is because of how anticlimactic it is. Yeah. She, Frances McDormand literally just stumbles onto the uh, onto their to their cabin, mm-hmm. and then just pulls out the gun to Peter Stormare, who then tries to run away. Yep. And then she just shoots him in the leg, and like that's it. It's yep. such a like a no, no like it's such a like whatever ending. Like oh, this is very anticlimactic, but I I loved it so much. Oh my because, god. Because of how like. If this had had a big, like, fancy Hollywood ending mm-hmm. where he's, like, attacking her and then they have, like, a fight and then through some sheer luck or some shit. Like, if this had been, like, Silence of the Lambs, I would have been like, no, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, agreed. It, it, takes, it takes so much away from the movie. I, I Well, and you know what's really interesting? So I, I was just thinking about this. I've, not, I've seen this movie many, many, many times. I, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I have no idea when the first time I saw this movie was. So I I wonder if there was ever a time where I was like watching it and, and scared for Frances McDormand. Because honestly, I, watching it this time, I, in no way did I think that she was ever in danger, ever. No, because she's the only competent person there. <laughs> exactly. So it's like she pulls out the gun and I'm like, oh, okay, she, she's fine. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like she's going in because she sees that the guy's distracted and she can like attack and she can basically take him down now. Mm-hmm. And then even when she does it, she shoots him in the leg because she's like, I'm not killing him. I'm going to fucking take him in. Yeah. And like- it's like, I, I feel like she's the one who's like, well, I've gone to the range and I've practiced firing my gun. Exactly. I can shoot him in the leg. Exactly. She's like, she's like, and her first shot misses and she readjusts and she shoots again and she hits him. Like perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Great. And she was not gonna like run across the frozen lake after him either. No, she was like, "I'm gonna shoot him, in the, I'm gonna shoot him in the leg, and if he gets away, well, I'm not running. I'm fucking pregnant. I'm not yeah. running after him. I'm not that stupid." <laughs> so good. And what you know, one of the reasons that I think that like there's no conflict between her and her husband is because her husband knows damn well that she is very intelligent and she's not gonna put herself into any kind of situation that she cannot handle. Like, <laughs> and that like, yeah. there we go. He doesn't have the- to worry about her being seven months pregnant on the force. You know what the biggest conflict is if that they have in their relationship? What? She says that she's going to go to Minnesota to go uh, to go talk to a couple people. Mm-hmm. And then he just looks over and he's like, you are? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you didn't tell me. And then, and then like, he's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it was more just like, oh, I didn't know you were going. And yeah. it's like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Like that was, that's the most amount of conflict that this, this, this couple has in their relationship. So good. So good. All right. All right, Dragon. Yeah. Uh, you have any any other anything else? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. I the okay. uh, my you want my final thoughts? I want your final thoughts, Dragon. It is so interesting. So we watch we watch uh, every week we watch a shitty horror movie with one of our friends that we find on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, we're some of our friends that we watch over Discord, and it is insane. 
to see the difference in filmmaking between our Terror Thursday or Terror Tuesday or whatever shitty horror movies and this incredibly beautiful, well-crafted movie where everything is thought out, everything is done well, everything's written to perfection, everything's directed to perfection, and everything is acted to perfection. It is amazing to watch the difference between those two things it's like uh it's like looking at like a piece of art that i would make and then like a michelangelo right like it's like (laughs) technically yes they are both art but like are they though you know (laughs) that kind of thing it's just so nice to to watch an excellent excellent movie um anyway berto what what are your final thoughts those are my final thoughts. would you give this a a smashly or a trashly (laughs) a smashly obviously this movie is excellent excellent it's such a good movie it's one of the best movies ever made okay Go, um, what are yeah, you? What so, about you? So, uh, honestly, I really do think that this is, it is as close to a perfect movie as you can get, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like, everything on this is fucking perfect. Could the Coen brothers make a more, make a better movie than this? I don't, I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know. Have they made, like, movies that people think are better? Like, yeah, sure, I'm sure everyone has their favorite Coen brother movie and everything, but I honestly think that this is their, this is their best movie. Mm-hmm. Because everything just seems to be working. The fucking dialogue, the directing, just how beautiful it is, the landscape, like everything. Everything just seems to work. And the fact that they fit all this, again, in under 100 minutes, is just insane to me. Mm -hmm. Every single character in this is fully fleshed out. You understand everyone. You understand everyone's motives. It's such a complex story with like multiple characters interweaving together. And yet somehow... You fucking have uh, it's somehow done in ninety in a hundred minutes. Sorry, yeah. do, you, do you need Crazy. to run? No, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, one second. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, it's insane. It's insane that they yeah. did this. Uh, again, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I give this a ten out of ten rating. Yeah, fair. I honestly, I would be shocked. Uh, the only thing that I that I w- thought you might dig it on is no nudity. I mean, uh, Jesus, yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah. But, oh no, there is, there is there is nudity. I'm just oh, kidding. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're I'm right. just kidding. The, with the prostitutes, yep. Yep. All right, you're right. So that's why it's perfect. That's right. I was about to give it a nine out of ten, and then that came out, and I'm like ten out of ten. <laughs> um. Uh. One of one of the other things that we didn't touch on is the lady who uh died in Fargo, uh, and people blamed this movie. Oh my God! Hilarious. But that's not true. She she um killed herself because of a uh, uh yeah. she, she so according to unspooled she was having an, a a very long like years long affair with an american guy she was japanese and she flew to fargo um and like mailed a suicide letter to her parents and everything killed herself there because he had like broken it off or something like that and it mm-hmm. just took weeks for her suicide note to reach her parents yeah. so in and that then, time all this lore came out and like people were like oh blamed this movie basically oh, it's just fucking stupid people yeah that's the thing is like anytime people start blaming something bad happening, something bad over what people over some fucking movie is yeah. just like, oh, this is just you're, you're just idiots. Yeah. Yeah. They're just idiots. Yeah. Agreed. Um, OK, Berto, I think that's it. Uh, so this was my choice this week. So what are you choosing for us next week? I assume it's one of the greatest movies ever made because we're on a roll here. Well, I'm going to say this, Dragon. Number one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Number two. I just want to say that I, I, I want to apologize to you. Okay. Now, Dragon, you are a martial artist, am I right? <laughs> sure. I guess that is te- I do a martial art. <laughs> now, I am a, I am a martial artist, mm-hmm. and 
as you know, I became a martial artist for the noblest of reasons. And that is because I saw so many fucking martial arts movies growing up. And then now I just think that that's how the world operates. Yeah. <laughs> so Van Damme, you know, all the fucking, all of them, all of them. Sure. All of them. Now, this is one, of, not just one of my favorite martial arts movies ever made. But if you, like, after you watch this movie, Dragon, you're going to have so many conversations with people, mm-hmm. with other people who are into martial arts, and they are going to, you're going to mention this movie, and they're going to lose their fucking mind. Okay. Because, because of the opportunity they have to talk to you about it. Okay. Okay? We're going to watch 1985's The Last Dragon. This is one hour, 49 minutes long. Too long. It's cur- <laughs> currently on HBO Max. That is 11 it's- minutes longer than Fargo. <laughs> Dragon, this is directed by Michael Schultz. Uh-huh. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Tymac. Okay. It's starring Vanity and starring as, and starring Julius Carey. Okay. Dragon? Sure. Do you know who, who Julius pa- Carey plays? I, I do not know. Uh, no, I know nothing about it. Show enough, Dragon. Show enough. Oh, okay. Is that supposed to mean something? Shogun of Harlem. Oh, okay. All right, Dragon. Dragon, I think you are going to genuinely love this movie because it's going to be so much fucking fun. <laughs> okay. I, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. This is normally not my favorite genre, but I... It I, will be. It will be. Okay. Okay, fair Dragon, enough. I'm, I'm telling you right now. This, uh, if, you, um, if you come back to me next week and mm-hmm. you badmouth this movie, <laughs> I might have to disown you. Because so many people will attack you. Okay, that's right. You just won't be able to fend all of them off for me. I'll be on my own. No, I I literally won't be able to. I cannot. (laughs) It's just too many people. The love that people have for this movie, warranted too, warranted. Okay. So you better come back fucking saying how much you loved it. Okay, fair fair enough. I make no promises. That is a warning I'm giving you. Okay, fair. I, honestly, I'm really excited to watch this movie because it's, this is literally legit one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time. Cool. I don't think I've ever seen right. it, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it as well. Perfect. All right, Dragon. Oh, wait. Where is it streaming? And... Oh, it's, I said it was streaming on HBO Max. Oh, okay. I just don't listen to you. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> all right, Dragon. Why don't you go ahead and send us off? Uh, okay, bye. Uh, okay, bye.